I heard a story on NPR this week that kind of blew my mind. They were talking about how since the start of the pandemic, requests for plastic surgery procedures have gone up something like 85%. Plastic surgeons shared that they're getting so many more requests, they've had to hire additional people just to field those phone calls. They're working overtime late into the night trying to accommodate everyone. And what's so interesting is they're getting requests for procedures that didn't used to be so popular. People are looking to tighten their jaw lines and adjust their nostrils and tighten their necks. And there's a body work as well and other things that people are interested in. But what's so interesting about it is that when people reach out, they share that nine out of 10 of them are reaching out because of Zoom. Because now that they're on Zoom all day long, they're looking at their faces and they're noticing the way they look when they talk and when they interact and when they work, and they don't like what they see and they want to change it. And at first I thought like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like it's Zoom, like Zoom just makes everybody look bad. It's just, how can this be? But then I started to reflect on an experience that I've had during the pandemic, which has opened my eyes in a, in a new way. I grew up in a family that really valued uh, makeup and getting dressed and getting glammed up to go out. My gram used to get dressed up with perfect makeup and she, she called it being just so. And when I was little, I used to sit in the bathroom watching my mom as she put on her makeup curling her eyelashes so they would arch perfectly before darkening them with mascara. I used to just admire her artistry, the beauty that she could create. And I dreamed, I wanted to join that world, I wanted to participate in that ritual. We weren't allowed to wear makeup until we were 12, so on my 12th birthday that was the first time I got to indulge and it was magical. I loved the experience of waking up early, assessing my reflection in the mirror, and deciding how I wanted to change my face. I had the power to cover up my dark under eye circles. I had the power to add brightness to my eyes, to add glitter to my eyeliner, to make my eyelashes seem longer. I could craft exactly the face I wanted to present to the world. And that meant that nobody ever saw me in my raw form. They saw the part of me that I wanted to share with the world. I had control over my image. I never had to be fully vulnerable. And then when the pandemic hit, I got this weird eye infection. And suddenly, I couldn't wear makeup any longer. And it was hard, harder than I wanted to admit. I immediately switched to glasses, trying to, to cover as much of my eyes as I could since I couldn't put on my makeup. I worried. I worried about what people would think when they saw what my face really looks like. I worried they might not be able to find my eyes because my under eye circles were getting so dark. 
And over time, I started to realize the ways in which that makeup had really prevented me from accessing a deep part of myself, from being comfortable with a deep part of myself and with sharing that. I think that's something that we all do in one way or another. Whenever we go out into the world, we want to curate our image. We want people to see us for our strengths. We want people to see us as beautiful and wise and strong. We want to hide away our vulnerabilities. And what's so interesting is we work so hard to show our strengths, to show our beauty, but when we ourselves look in the mirror, we often see our flaws before we see our own beauty. We see our own struggles before we see our strengths. Moses lives this truth. When God reaches out to Moses, asking him to lead the people out of Egypt, Moses demurs, he says, God, I can't be the leader of the people. I have this weakness. I have this vulnerability. I don't speak perfectly. I don't speak beautifully. I have this speech impediment. And the people are going to hear the way that I speak. And they're going to think I'm weak. They're going to think I'm incapable. They're never going to follow me out of Egypt. And God says to him, Moses, don't you know I'm picking you because of you, of who you are? Don't you know that I am the one that put that speech into your mouth, that I am the one that created your lips, that I am the one that created your tongue? I created you as you are for a reason. But Moses is scared. He doesn't want people to see his speech impediment. He doesn't want people to see his vulnerability. And so he works out some makeup with God. He works it out so that he will be able to stand there strong and proud and mighty. So strong, in fact, that he doesn't even speak for himself. He has Aaron for that. And as Aaron is his mouthpiece, Moses can hold his image of being totally put together, totally beautiful, totally strong, no one will see him. Most of the time, that's the system, but every once in a while, Moses does have to speak. And what's so interesting is that the very thing that Moses worries so much about, that when people hear him speak, they will think he is weak, incapable, that never happens. The people never hear him talk and say, oh no, our leader speaks differently. Oh no, our leader has vulnerability. I don't think we can follow him. They see him for his strengths. They see him for what he does. That's all they focus on. And frankly, that's all we focus on. When we talk about Moses, we talk about Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest teacher of Torah, the one that could speak face to face with God. But Moses could never see that about himself. As we start to move towards the end of this pandemic, 
we're all carrying some level of anxiety. What will it be like when we come back together? Will people recognize me? Will they still know me? Are people going to see the way this year has worn on me? This year has forced me literally to look at myself in the computer screen every single day. This year has forced me to look every single day at my own vulnerability, to feel my loneliness, to feel my disconnection, to feel my questions and anxieties. How will I function in a post-pandemic world? And how will I function when I can't control what people see of me, when I can't turn on and off my camera, when people can just see me? How are we going to make it? And Moses teaches us, don't worry. Do not worry. God has placed each one of us on this planet for a reason. We have been deployed here on a mission. Yes, we have our strengths. Yes, we have our beauty. Yes, we have our wisdom. Yes, we have the skills to achieve. But we also have our vulnerabilities, our weaknesses which open our heart and which sometimes even prepare us to do the very work for which we were sent. Rashi shares that Moses was believed by the people. They listened to him because they knew when he spoke clearly, when he spoke in language that wasn't his own, it could only be God. His vulnerability became his strength. His vulnerability allowed the people to see him as a leader. And so as we move from this pandemic, our challenge is to embrace not only our strengths, but also our weaknesses. To look ourselves in the mirror and to see all of who we are. And to say to ourselves, yes, you can. The world needs us desperately, all of us and we can rise to the occasion. Please rise. Please.